The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward." But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. In these weeks uh, preceding this Ash Wednesday, uh, we have had an opportunity through our lectionary to hear much of the early chapter uh, of uh, the Gospel of Matthew, uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Jesus starting off that sermon with the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. These are peculiar blessings to our ears. Uh, and we see as Jesus describes the lives of his disciples uh, to whom he speaks these blessings, we see that these are not things that we can choose to do uh, like we would uh, items on a checklist. But they are really descriptions of the life of one who is in Christ. Uh, that is the life of a blessed one. And then Jesus goes on to show to us what that life looks like. He talks about us being salt and light in the world, making a distinct difference in the lives of those with whom we come in contact. And he says that this is something that flows out from us uh, as it flows into us from Jesus himself. He is the light. We reflect his light. 
And then Jesus turns and gets very specific. He starts to describe the law, and he teaches it in a way unlike the other religious leaders of his day, the Pharisees and the scribes, who approached the law very much in ways like a checklist. You shall not murder. Check. But Jesus says in his teaching that if you harbor hatred in your heart for your brother, that you have committed murder in your heart. And likewise with adultery. These are not things that we can merely check off by simply saying, I haven't done that, but Jesus takes it to the matter of the heart. We see in our lesson for this Ash Wednesday that Jesus is very much concerned with the condition of our heart. In tonight's reading from the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus has turned his attention to the religious life, the spiritual life of those who are his disciples, of his blessed ones. And here again, he contrasts the life of his disciples, the spiritual life of his disciples, the religious life of his disciples with that of the other religious people of his day the scribes, the Pharisees, the hypocrites. In all of this, he begins with really what is a summary verse for all that would follow regarding our spiritual life. Jesus begins with a warning. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Jesus says that our spiritual life, just like our life under the law, is not to be lived uh, in such a way as a checklist of things that we are to do. Uh, Tonight, we heard already in the liturgy about the disciplines of Lent, which really come right out of this description of Jesus, of the religious life of the Christian giving alms, that is, giving to those who are in need, praying, fasting. We call these our Lenten disciplines, but in reality, these are simply marks of the life, the spiritual life, the religious life of a Christian. But Jesus says it's not just any kind of almsgiving, any kind of prayer, any kind of fasting, There is a distinct difference, Jesus says, between how his followers will practice these things and how others do, whom he calls hypocrites. And in this, he drives straight to the heart of what spiritual or religious life, what piety is all about, the heart. Jesus says, why is it that you do the things you do in the practice of your religion, in your outward action of your spiritual life? He says, if it's not about him, if it's not about rejoicing that you are a child of our Father in heaven, you've got it all wrong. He says time and again, 
Do not do these things so that you will be seen by others. But that really goes against so much of how we describe and our motivations, according to our old sinner within us, of why we do the things we do. What's the point if nobody notices? We want to be seen. Jesus says, if that's your motivation, the old sinner within us, he says, you've received all the rewards you're going to get. Yes, it's true, he says. There may be people that look at you, go to church, that they may know that you are a Christian, and they may watch you closely, and they may say good things about you. You may receive accolades from neighbors and family and friends, or even your enemies may acknowledge how religious you are. And in these things, those earthly accolades and praise that you receive, Jesus says that is all the reward you will get. You know, for many of us, that's sufficient. You know, we just want somebody to, to pat us on the back and say, you've done, you've done good. But Jesus says that's not what the spiritual, the religious life is all about for his disciples. Really, at the heart of it, he says there is a much greater reward And he wants us to have that greater reward. He says time and again that your Father who sees in secret will reward you. That reward is unlike the earthly rewards of accolades and praise that we receive from those who notice our acts of almsgiving, prayer, and fasting The reward that our Father in heaven gives is a relationship with him. All of the praise that you will receive, all the accolades, all the acknowledgments of your neighbors and friends and family, all of those things will pass away. Like moth and rust consume, so so also will the things of our life pass away. But Jesus says there is a greater treasure, a treasure in heaven, a heavenly reward that awaits his faithful disciples. And that is nothing less than the gift of being a child of our Father in heaven. That's why Jesus came, so that you and I may become children of God. That's why throughout this whole passage about our religious life, he refers to God as Father. That we, like children of a good earthly father, can go to God who is the good Father, the great loving Father. And we can go to Him with all of our needs, knowing that He knows what those needs are even before we ask. We can go to Him and trust in Him 
through the lowest points of our life, when no one is giving us any acknowledgement or any praise, and when we look in the mirror and we see that there is nothing in and of ourselves that there is to praise or to give accolades about. It's in those moments that it is such a comfort to know that our identity is found not in our sin, not even in our religious life. Our identity is found in Christ. St. Paul says that out of his love that he has for us, God the Father sent his son Jesus, the only righteous one, to become sin, to take on your sin and my sin into his very body on the cross so that you and I might be clothed in his righteousness, that we might be truly righteous in God's eyes. That is what it means to be a child of God, to know that you are beloved, not because of anything you've done that you can check off on a list, not because your heart, apart from Christ, is pure, but because it has been made pure by his perfect sacrifice on the cross by his death and his resurrection, and by this being delivered to you in holy baptism, you have been made a child of God. And now what awaits you is a treasure in heaven. There is this wonderful comfort in knowing that God our Father sees in secret and he rewards you. This is so unlike the uh, way in which we speak about in our Christmas song, uh, the holiday song about Santa Claus. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. (laughs) No. This is not a father in heaven that we need to be uh, you know, scared of, worried that he's seeing us and ready to catch us in the act. He does see us. He sees us through the righteousness of Christ in which we are clothed. And so it is that when he looks on us, when he looks on you, he looks on you in love. So it is that the psalmist can say with confidence and not out of fear, that there is nowhere that we can flee where God is not there already. Nowhere where we can escape to. And being children of our Father in heaven, knowing how much he loves us, we do not wish to escape. This is the reward for Christ's blessed ones, the poor in spirit, those who mourn, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And in our practice through Lent of almsgiving, prayer, and fasting, we anticipate that great day of our reward in heaven when God looks on you and says, well done, good and faithful servant. In the name of Jesus, amen.